0: Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another edition of 10,000 Pitchers presented by our good, good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. There are so many local, national, even worldwide soccer clubs who utilize Stimulus Athletic for their game gear and on and off the field apparel. You just look at the Anguilla National Team, you look at local teams like Turbo Sports FC and Vlora, teams nationwide like Tulsa Athletic, they all trust Stimulus Athletic to outfit them. And you should too. That is the exact reason why you should, because so many other great clubs do. Go to StimulusAthletic.com, and you just click that Get Started button, and you kind of fill out a form. If you have a design already, you just kind of want Stimulus Athletic to do it, by all means, go for it. If you don't have a design, they have a pretty great design team. The, if you look at the 10K kit, what we dropped last summer, that was done by stimulus's design team, and everybody I know loves the 10K kit. So um, go to StimulusAthletic.com, click that Get Started button, and let Stimulus Athletic outfit your club. With quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. That consultation is free. It's free to just talk to them. So make sure you do that. Stimulusathletic.com. Click that get started button and don't forget to let them know that Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of 10,000 pitches a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond my name is Jeremy rushing and as always we're presented by our friends at stimulus athletic Uh, episode 49 approaching the big five oh thank you so much for tuning in Uh, whether this is your first time listening or you've checked us out for all 49 episodes or somewhere in between, uh, we very much appreciate you tuning into 10K. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Leave us a rating and review if that platform allows you to do so. You can follow us on all the socials. We are at 10K Pitches on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last week, we had two interviews. It was actually our last of the dual interview shows. Uh, Minneapolis City defender Aaron Olson joined the show to talk about their uh, 2021 uh, NPSL season. And then Madison365.org uh, for Madison reporter Rob Chapel joined us to talk about everything Mingos and, of course, announce our brand new podcast, and Flock, which debuted on Monday. Um, check that out in your preferred podcast feed as well. Uh, But today, no interviews technically. We do have a guest, but he is actually sort of like in a guest co-host role this week. It's Dominic Jose Bizonio. Dominic, how you doing? I'm doing great,
1: Jeremy. Thanks for having
0: me. So you are an adopted Duluthian. You are from River Falls. You are the founder of Footve English. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So Footve English is a... uh news source for venezuelan football more or less in the english language which is what makes us a little more unique Uh, we're mostly based on twitter we have a youtube channel where we're starting a a sort of podcast as well so it's game reports it's transfer news it's all the things that people would be reporting on but it's venezuelan football specifically and all in english
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you write for a, a couple of other publications up north. You've written for a protagonist in the past. So obviously very knowledgeable on the lower league soccer scene, specifically here in uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. So it's a great fit to have you on 10 K. Cause that's uh, that's kind of what we do here. Also uh, chief good vibes, officer Ethan Brantz with us, Ethan, how you doing?
2: Hello. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Dominic. Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, happy yeah. to be back. Too blessed to be stressed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So Dominic, I want to dig into
0: your background a little bit. We're not going to do obviously a full fledged long form interview with you being that we got a lot to cover on the show this week, but I do want to allow the listeners to get to know you a little bit. So um, we'll just start off pretty basic. What's your soccer background?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, soccer uh, has really always been the sport that I've been involved with um, back to playing like when you're four years old and you all just mob around the ball and, you know, all that, Um passed down i guess to me and my siblings mostly through my dad yeah so you know my dad decided to be more of a soccer fan than a baseball fan which is the main sport down in venezuela and uh yeah passed that on to me and my siblings all of us grew up playing it um my siblings played it all the way through high school i stopped before then but uh yeah always watching it and uh eventually wanted to write about it
0: awesome i mean what so what was it, was it because of your dad that you kind of got interested in Venezuelan uh, soccer specifically? What was that sort of catalyst point to make you uh, interested in soccer in Venezuela specifically, and then kind of take that next step to start covering it?
1: Yes. You know, growing up, I was young, young, like single-digit ages, it wasn't necessarily something I always thought about. Part of the problem being that Venezuela has a very lacking history of success in football. Never been to a World Cup, never won a Copa America, anything like that. Um, So it wasn't always accessible, but definitely as it became more accessible as the Copa America started getting broadcast more and and other things like that, um, that connection being half Venezuelan, I guess, um, that, yeah, that immediately made it made it something important to me, a way to sort of exhibit my, my heritage and my culture. Um, and, you know, it, it helped around the time that I really started wanting to get, like, attention on that topic is also when the MLS boom of Venezuelans started. It's when Joseph Martinez arrived and other players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that made it a lot more tangible for me that I could actually go to TCF and watch Venezuelan players play, yeah, which had basically been impossible up until that point. So it was just kind of a, a bunch of different factors, but but definitely centered around the fact that my dad was Venezuelan.
0: Awesome. Now, previously in the past, you've uh, been involved uh, with Duluth FC, kind of uh, you know being a being a writer for their website. Um, mm-hmm. How did you make that transition, sort of into the lower league soccer sphere? When did that start?
1: Yeah, that it kind of happened by accident. Um, so. In my sophomore year of college, I, I, go, I went to UMD. Um, I, had tr- I was trying to get involved with Wolf's Head, which is, it's not super active anymore, but it was a supporters group. It was an offshoot basically of the dark clouds that was Duluth-based. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get in touch with them because I just wanted to be involved. I wanted to do something with, you know just on the side. Um, and they were kind of not really active. So I was like, oh, I guess I can't do that. And it occurred to me, oh, I, I looked into the NPSL this one time because so I was curious and I remember there was a team in Duluth so I went to their website which despite the team being from like 2015 the website was from 1995 somehow <laughs> um that's improved since then yep but um and I there was a contact us thing and, and I sent something in just saying hey I'm a college student I'm a writing major and so you know if you need any help with stuff let me know and i sent it thinking i was going to end up maybe just doing some like assisting someone turns out they didn't really have anyone doing that so i found myself in a matter of weeks basically being the guy writing everything for them um, and that that was leading up until the leading up to the 2018 season uh, can the new website at all be uh attributed back to you and your influence I didn't make it. I do think that them having things to put on a website probably sped up the yeah. progress bar a little bit <laughs>
0: motivated them a little bit like, Oh, if people are actually
1: yeah. going be going to this website. It should probably be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Hey, it, you know, there are, there are clubs with worse websites than one they had. Oh, absolutely. so, you know, but, or, but yeah, if, so. if they have websites at all, if they have websites at all or a Twitter account or a Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's how I got started and just, it just went from there. I ended up helping with basically the travel crew because it, made, it became easier to report games mm-hmm. that way and uh, yeah, had some great times. Awesome. Dominic, it's great to have you on the show.
0: Obviously, uh, your, your background and interests and expertise definitely aligns with uh, what we cover here at 10K. So let's, let's get right into it. Uh, before we get to the scoreboard and kind of go over, uh, you know, notable results from this past weekend and early part of this week, um, kind of want to keep going a, a, a segment or I guess a small segment that we've done uh, where we basically just keep track of pros with local ties here to Minnesota or Wisconsin. Um, Teal Boonberry from uh, Prior Lake. Scored for the New England Rev, uh, New England Revolution, I should say, in a 1-1 draw with Philly on Wednesday. And then uh, I don't have it here on the notes, but uh, Andrea Novakovich with the hat trick for Frozen on in their last last Serie B match. Um, That coming after he scored a goal last week for them as well. Um, So he has been on fire, um, obviously trying to get back into that uh, U.S. Men's National Team player pool uh, where he's got a couple caps for the national team. So definitely keep track of him. Um, but, uh, Dominic, what's it like, I mean, obviously, you, know, you kind of started in the lower league soccer sphere, but you're from Wisconsin. Uh, what's it like to see one of your own in Wisconsin, a guy like Novakovich kind of making that impact that he's having.
1: Every time I hear about him and, and some other players, but him included doing whatever he does that week in, in, uh, in Italy, I don't, it doesn't quite register to me. Yeah. Like it doesn't quite make sense to me that a person from Wisconsin is scoring notable goals in any relevant division in any major country in Europe. And that's, that's, that's a reflection of things that were wrong with like the presence of, of soccer in Wisconsin when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. I should be more, (laughs) I should be able to, to conceive the idea, but it almost doesn't make sense to me. So it's, it's awesome that he's, doing what he's doing i think they missed the playoff line unfortunately but yeah um, the fact that he's you know keeping them mid-table is fantastic and i mean yeah it, it's kind of wild it's wisconsin for me always felt more detached from soccer just because growing up there were minnesota always at least had some form of professional soccer i could point to yep um whereas wisconsin a lot of time didn't so yeah it's even stranger to me to, to hear that but it's fantastic
0: Ethan, you're a, you're a Wisconsin native, you know, from Milwaukee. Now you're over there in uh, La Crosse by way of Madison. You've kind of been all over the place there, but obviously uh, got to be a, a little source of pride seeing one of your own, kind of do big things over there in Europe.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's always great, you know, seeing someone from Wisconsin doing big things, you know, whether that be on the field or otherwise. Um Dominic, it's great to have a, another Wisconsinite, you know, here in the 10K studio, you um, <laughs> You know, sometimes we just don't get enough of that. Um, Dominic, how about you you go ahead and share your thoughts on uh, Culver's with us as a Wisconsinite? Just just go ahead. You mean the only
1: relevant fast food restaurant (laughs) in the world? Is that the one you're talking about? I mean, I love Culver's. I'm not going to lie. It's fascinating to me when you run into a place in like Minnesota that doesn't have a Culver's.
0: Yeah. So sad. I've been lucky enough to uh, always be in a place here in Minnesota that has a culver. So I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that life. I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to know that life, but anyways, um, let's, uh, let's transition Wait, here. Sorry. Before, go ahead. before
2: we move on, before we move on, do you guys know where the world's largest Culver's is? I've been chance? to the world's largest Culver's. Oh, you've been there.
0: I don't know exactly where it is. I know it's on the way from Madison to Chicago because I made that trip. And the, l- wor- the world's largest Culver's was right there on the way, and I stopped there.
2: Yep, there it is. It's Edgerton, Wisconsin. Okay. I, you know, I like the world's largest Taco Bell's in like the Dells, but it's just because they have a big parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> one
0: one quick side note on that Culver's, by the way, I don't know if you guys have been there.
2: Never been there. Never been. They there.
0: They have like like um, the the counter has like sixteen registers. Like there are like sixteen wow. actual order lines inside the inside the uh, restaurant, and then the rest of it is like a full blown sit down restaurant. It's wow.
1: weird.
2: Yeah, no, I'm looking at pictures right now. This place looks nuts. Yeah,
1: not that did this whole further, but is is it like one of the original Culvers, or is it just? Yeah. I it, have just... no idea. I, it not, when I googled
2: it just now, nothing came up about it being an original. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, but it's on TripAdvisor. So if you guys Google World Logs. <laughs> um you'll find it i'll be sure to do that after we get off here four stars it's got four stars all right Hmm. somehow we're going to
0: transition from that into the uh the weekend lower league scoreboard here um it was the opening weekend for npsl north and the uh, minnesota amateur soccer league um and upsl uh the upsl north as we call it continued in its second weekend um only two matches in the npsl Um, Big result for Joy Athletic in their opener, dominating Dakota Fusion 4-1 at home. Uh, Ethan was, uh, in our preseason predictions, was pretty high on Joy Athletic coming in because of the players they were able to establish. I thought they were going to have some growing pains in their first season, uh, but uh, obviously a huge start for them. Dominic, what did you think of Joy coming into the season? What do you think of this result?
1: I I also was a little negative about how Joy was going to do this season before uh, this game. And I don't necessarily know if my mind has been changed, but I will say that after watching that game, I, can, I feel confident that they will have no problem not finishing, like, last. Like, this is definitely not a team that we have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. barely getting a draw or two and finishing bottom. There's clearly the talent there, Whitney Brown particularly for me, which I, I, when they signed him, I assumed this was going to be the case. I maybe thought that their defense wouldn't match the quality as much as they did against Dakota, but um, this is definitely a team that's going to get some, some points, maybe even get a couple of good results against uh, bigger teams. So to say the more successful teams, I'm still not sure what to expect from them in the long run only because for every goal, Dakota looked pretty poor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that looks like against Med city, Minneapolis city, to lose yeah so that's why I'm still waiting to see but Wendy Brown is definitely going to score a crazy amount of goals this season and th- I, they at least finish third to bottom or fourth to bottom or you know
0: yeah i I, I was pretty impressed I'm not gonna lie um and also what impressed me uh, was the broadcast you mentioned that you watched the game Dominic that yeah. was that was like a, an amazing like professional level broadcast I think it was CCX sports uh was yeah, the uh, the company who broadcasted it Um, I I was only able to catch maybe five, 10 minutes, but I mean, I was blown away by the production quality. It was excellent.
1: Yeah. That's not a given at this level, which is no one's fault. It's part, you know, resources are only so accessible, but it was, yeah. Particularly for a brand new team, first NPSL game. That was um, really impressive better than uh, some teams that have been in this league for a very long time. Ethan.
2: Yeah. They got, they got, they got great kits. brought to you by a good friend at Stevie's athletic, (laughs) Stevie's
0: Thank you for the plug. That's, that, that's, that's excellent. Um, but yeah, no, they look good on the field too. Look good, feel good, play good. That's the, that's the whole motto. Right. And,
2: uh, they, they, did, they did all three. They, they did all three. All right.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, another, another, uh, uh, another, I don't know what the one-sided results, I guess, is the word I'm looking for uh, Minneapolis city went over to Sioux Falls and, uh, handled the thunder three nil on the road. Um, obviously, Minneapolis City is who we fully expect to win the NPSL North and advance pretty far in the NPSL playoffs, which we will actually discuss in uh, part two. We're kind of since we don't have a guest interview, we are kind of kind of split this into three parts. Uh, just a heads up, uh, so we're going to do our scoreboard here. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the uh, the playoffs for both the UPSL and the NPSL as those structures were just announced. But um, not a surprise that Minneapolis City uh, gets a result like this on the road, but making the trip. All the, all the way to Sioux Falls, handling your business, coming back home same day, not easy for anybody to do. So uh, I think it really is, is a testament to the quality that Minneapolis City has this season they were go down and take care of business like that.
1: I've made that trip for, you know, game day purposes. And while Sioux Falls is a very nice city, nothing to do with that, um, driving that far, I and mean, I guess to is this further away, But but that kind of trip at this level when, you know, everybody's having you don't have necessarily the the resources to have a great bus or anything like that Mm -hmm. that's always going to make the results harder so the fact that they got halftime was zero zero so it wasn't necessarily that they they thrashed them right away but the fact that they got away with a pretty clean win is impressive
2: yeah definitely uh agree ethan yeah i think they i think they played on like a kind of like a nasty field too I, i don't know i saw a tweet and you know and that and, you know, that trans like not to not to dump on Sioux Falls, you know, I understand booking turf fields is tough, but, you know, that transition like from from turf to grass, like like obviously it's not the end of the world, but, you know, it's something it, it's a thing. And uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. But um, in any case, a uh, big result for Minneapolis City and Joy Athletic uh, being that there are only two games in the weekend. Obviously, currently they sit atop of the NPSL North standings, uh, both on a plus three goal differential two. Um, obviously uh, as as more teams continue to have games, a very staggered schedule for the NPSL too. Um, only three games coming up this weekend. So it's going to be two weeks really into the season before we get actually a game under the belts of all these clubs. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how, how the schedules shake out and how the table looks and, you know, games in hand, how those come into play uh, as we get further into the season too. Um, it's going to be an interesting season across the board and all these coming back from COVID, but in the NPSL specifically, considering that staggered schedule.
2: Um, I, 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 think a big part of that is, um, uh, the, the college season being moved to the yeah. spring semester where a lot of like, well, and, and the school part, but also the, the, the soccer part, um, some of the players and at the MPSL, you know, it's a lot of college players, uh, you know, D1, D2, D3, they're not quite able to get away from, uh, from their schools quite yet, whether that be soccer or finals. So I think that's playing a role in why, um, some teams are starting a little bit later. Makes sense.
0: Uh, let's transition over to the UPSL. Uh, it's week two of the UPSL, um, inter Minneapolis and Minneapolis city two draw two, two at Ador Nelson field. Um, I caught a little bit of this one on the MC two broadcast. And, uh, this was a well, well played match for, for lower league soccer. Not, not saying, you know, there are some lower league matches, obviously that, that, uh, you know, a little bit tough to watch, but, uh, the quality, in, uh, in the NPSL and the UPSL this season has really shown to be uh, excellent, at least in the early going here. And this was no different. And this was kind of the follow-up for Inter-Minneapolis after uh, coming away with their first win on match day one over Rochester FC at home. Now you go on the road to Minneapolis City 2, who I picked to give Vlora a run for their money in the, uh, in the, in the division this year. Um, and you come away with a point out of Ador Nelson Field. Something that not a lot of teams can say, whether in the NPSL or the UPSL, um, Jason Popkin's side has been very, very impressive so far through two matches.
1: Yeah, well, and you mentioned you you thought they were going to give, and we'll talk about this more. But you mentioned you thought that Minneapolis City Two was going to give uh, Valora. A run for their money i think the strange thing about how things are starting here is i think everyone's giving Valora a run for their money like i mean it's only a couple of games. so you know we'll, we'll see how things play out once maybe the the games get a little thicker but i inner inner minneapolis is looking very good minneapolis city too didn't look bad either like i, I really don't know who to pick as a as a favorite we'll go on more about the other results but very no, interesting I mean- start
0: yeah. Speaking of Laura picked up their first win 2 nil over turbo sports. So they get on, uh, on the wind side after a disappointing loss to uh, Brooklyn Knights in their first match. Um, and then, uh, you know, speaking of Brooklyn Knights, they, uh, they de- defeat the Cody, de- the uh, Dakota young stars, uh, three to one. So they are looking very impressive in the early going FC Minneapolis gets on the win side with a one, nil win over Rochester. So Rochester starting off on the back foot with two losses, Uh, but it's, uh, it's interesting how things are playing out. Like you said, Dominic through the first two weeks, again, it's early, but things are looking pretty wide open.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, 2019, uh, from what I'm recalling of how that table was laid out, uh, Valora won, won the conference, but it was pretty much Valora and Rochester dominating Mm -hmm. everybody else. I think the gap between like second and third place was like 10 plus points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's encouraging to see, at least for now, that 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 doesn't appear to be what's going to happen this year, Uh, which you would expect as, you know, teams are getting used to the lead and more teams are coming in. I mean, that's that you should have probably assumed that was going to come, but you never know Uh, in amateur soccer, lower league soccer, a lot of times leagues do end up very one-sided. So Mm -hmm. it's super encouraging to see teams that, I mean, some of the teams that are having good starts are teams that have historically not been very good. Mm -hmm. For years. So yeah. the fact that they're they're all getting into the UPSL, they're playing relatively well against each other, getting results back and forth is incredibly encouraging for the UPSL, which has never had that great of a presence in this state. Mm-hmm. Um so for for that to change would be great for the lower league scene here.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I think parity, uh you know would would be uh, would be a positive. Uh, for sure.
1: Um, One thing I also wanted to mention
0: before we move on, Granite City, who was coming off a 4-0 win over Turbo last weekend. uh, Off this week, there actually are an odd number of teams in the UPSL this season. There were supposed to be uh, 10, but there are only nine after Maplebrook 58ers opted out of the 2021 spring season for health and safety reasons. Um, I actually did reach out to the club about this because I just noticed on the websites that nobody had them scheduled. So uh, I was just wondering kind of what was happening there. They basically said they decided to opt out, uh, but they tell me they're uh, looking forward to 2022. And there are rumblings of a 2021 Fall Cup. I talked to the guys at FC Minneapolis, Turbo Sports uh, recently, and they both mentioned the possibility of a 2021 uh, Minnesota Fall Cup, uh, You know, obviously coming off the, of the Fall Cup last year. Um, and so they didn't rule out participating. They are the defending champions of the Minnesota Fall Cup, our Maplebrook um so they they potentially uh they mentioned potentially coming back to defend their title in that tournament specifically but not participating in the uh, UPSL spring season this year
1: I had noticed going into I actually started to notice this in 2020 which is when they uh, Maple Brook, which at one point were merging with Twin Stars etc um it, 2020 is when they had dropped out of the U- NPSL to move to the UPSL I had Noticed already through that and then through in the preseason into this year, some guys that I knew were in their rosters throughout the NPSL that were popping up in other clubs, mm-hmm. uh, Granite City, for instance. Yep. Um, and I had wondered if that was a just individual thing or if that was perhaps a, a bigger event and it appears to be the second.
0: All right. So uh, let's move on and talk about uh, the USASA Region 2 Amateur Cup. Um, actually, before that, I do want to uh, mention one result from the opening weekend of the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League. Um, the last two defending champions, FC Minnesota, which was the defending cha- or FC Minnesota defending champs last year. But Spam FC actually considers themselves the defending champions because they're the defending champions of the last full masl season which happened in 2019 so kind of two battles for the crown there uh but anyways uh they actually played each other great scheduling by the masl putting this match week one uh and fc minnesota came out on top of spam three to one um so um obviously both teams located very very close to each other there two defending champions obviously a little bit of a, a rivalry a derby happening there so to speak uh and fc minnesota gets the gets the better of it in that one
2: But uh but we do know that Spam has better merch, and you can get that now at shopspamfc.com.
1: That's Use Thorpod for ten percent off your first order. You
0: that is, oh, excellent drop in, dynamite drop in there, Ethan. Love it, love it.
1: The pinnacle of good vibes, officer. Exactly,
0: exactly. Doing hey, you're earning your keep tonight, Ethan. I tell you what,
2: it's, it's, what, it's, what, I, it's what I do. It's what I do.
0: Uh, so I, again, so do want to mention the USASA region two amateur cup, big match actually happening right now at the time of recording. So if you are listening to this on Friday, uh, this match has already gone final, uh, Vlora and FC Minneapolis battling tonight for a spot in the quarterfinals. Um, and actually kickoff was at eight. We started recording at eight. So, um, we will keep an eye on that, but, um, obviously a huge match, um, and then the winner will actually, I believe, get Bavarians in the quarterfinal and they routed union Dubuque today, uh, in their match, or was that last night? It was either earlier today or last night, but any, either way, I believe it was eight and nil was the final on that one. So, uh, obviously going to be a tough one for whoever comes out on top, but, uh, battle of bragging rights, obviously Vlor and FC Minneapolis, both in the UPSL as we mentioned. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, a little bit of a, you know, Familiar foes there uh, as this is really the last portion of the tournament where you're playing teams that you normally play. After this, once you get to the quarterfinals, you're starting to play teams from other, other conferences, other divisions, other leagues, um, you know, for, uh, for that trophy. So um, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that, but um, yeah, that's happening right now.
1: If Valora do make it out of this and they play Bavarians, if that's, if that's how that plays out, um, that'll be interesting because that will be a rematch of when Valora won their UPSL conference in 2019. They got into the playoffs. They played Bavarians right away, and it did not go well for Valora. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that might happen again. But it would be interesting to see if that rematch changes things up at all.
0: Yeah, and Bavarians is, is, is a juggernaut. <laughs> that, They're stupid sure. good.
1: They're stupid good. Bavarians are the definition of stupid good.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we will see how that all plays out. Um, And then on the pro side, Ford Madison draws FC Tucson 1-1 in their uh, season opener on the road. Uh, His new signee, Jake Keegan, who scored the equalizer in his Mingo debut. Um, Rob Chappell from Madison three, six, five. And I talked all about it on talking flock episode one, which is up again, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, they returned to Bree Stevens field this Saturday for the first time in more than 18 months. Cause if you remember last season, they couldn't play at Bree Stevens because of the, uh, health restrictions in Madison. So they had to go all the way to Wauwatosa to actually play their, uh, play their matches, which I was like, how far is that from Madison? Ethan, is that like an hour and a half?
2: Yeah, that is, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah.
0: That's, that's crazy. And then they they trained like an hour away. I can't remember exactly where they trained, but just yeah, to they, go to training, they had to drive an hour.
2: Yeah, no, I think they trained in the Dells, which I think is what they said. And I think that was like 45 minutes away.
0: Yeah, so obviously not an ideal scenario. They finished seventh last year. Um, obviously, it's one of, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a throwaway season, but a lot of different factors going into that where things are starting to get a little bit back to a, a traditional type uh, USL League One season. Um, so we'll see how they do North Carolina FC on Saturday back at breeze Stevens hashtag back to breeze. Uh, but Dominic uh, being, you know, being a Wisconsin guy, um, how closely do you follow forward Madison? And what'd you think of that result?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't attended a game, but uh, I, I say I follow them more or less similar to how I follow Minnesota United mm-hmm. um, in part. Yeah. Cause it's, it's sort of a, almost feels more like a, a hometown Club or a home state club is probably a better term, um, and of course it's hard to not follow them because they have great branding and their social media is fantastic. And um, I've had the pleasure of talking to a couple of their players in the past for articles, uh, Hiro Toyama and um, Michael Vane, who are both great guys. Yep. So yeah, it's it, I on the note of last season compared to this season, I'm very interested to see how fast the vein train goes yes. now that it's not impeded by a million obstacles because he had a great start to his professional career last year but it was in the midst of one of the hardest ways to start your professional career so i'm, I'm interested to see how he does this year
0: and well now he's not going to be distracted by an actual train that's driving yeah. directly next to the stadium <laughs> exactly. this year like it was last year so he will be yeah. the only train in town so hopefully uh Hopefully uh, he, uh, he continues the, the great run of form that he, that he has had early on here. Um, but anyways, yeah. So Saturday 7 PM ESPN plus is where you can find that forward Madison opener. If you are not going to the, uh, to the match itself at Breeze Stevens field. Um, And then speaking of Minnesota United, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps came into Allianz Field and Minnesota United was able to knock them off 1-0 to get their first win of the 2021 season. Uh, Off the schneid, finally got some points on the board. Uh, That one win alone was able to leap them past Chicago and Cincinnati on the table. So uh, nature is healing, so to speak, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) there. But uh, obviously a big win for the Loons. Alex McCracken and I broke it all down on post-Loons last night. You can catch that on Twitter uh, at 10 K pitches on our YouTube channel or in, in podcast form. They're on the podcast feed. Um, Dominic uh, did you get a chance to watch the match last night? And uh, what'd you think of Minnesota United finally, uh, finally getting a win? I,
1: I only saw the first half, which was the, probably the half I didn't need to see, but <laughs> I did then, I did then watch footage of what happened in the second half. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it's great to no longer have zero points. Yes. That's always good. Uh, I don't know if how that game went makes me suddenly feel like, oh man, can't wait to play FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still think there's a lot of question marks, um, but look, you have to you have to start somehow. You have to get started somehow. Uh, you know, I was as we were finally getting that win last night. I was thinking about a while back. I, I wrote a thing that you were very nice of to retweet and talk about talking about how it was nostalgic of 2017 mm-hmm. when Minnesota United had a really poor season, their first season in MLS. And when I wrote that, I did not anticipate that it was going to somehow <laughs> be how I kind of felt at the start of this season. I, I was doing it more as a nostalgia thing of like, oh man, remember when we weren't good. Yeah. Um, turns out that I was, I was playing myself a little bit there, but. Yeah.
0: Came back around on you.
1: But, you know, it took us the exact same amount of time of games to win this season and actually in 2017, we already had a draw at this point. So we actually yeah. have less points. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's a comparison that's in the numbers. I don't think it's actually reflective of how we're playing. Um, I think we still have a lot of players coming in. I think there's a lot of factors that are going to be asterisks for how people react to this stuff. I, I do worry that, and I, I've heard, you know, MLS journalists of various kinds talk about this. I do worry that the... why am I bringing up a train again, but that the train might be a a little too far ahead at this point in certain aspects. I mean, we were, people were talking about Minnesota United challenging for like trophies this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, second, third, fourth in the Western conference, that was kind of the consensus among like the national writers, the quote unquote, MLS.com writers that always (laughs) put down Minnesota United. Uh, You know, they were, they were even picking them to finish at at the very least in the top four, some of them even second or third, Um, which I mean, going back, to that time, obviously hindsight's 2020, but going back to that time, it, that was very feasible to think mm-hmm. would happen. Um, obviously dreams of that kind of finish are out the window at this point. Yeah. Uh, but now the question is, can they get themselves in a position to at least challenge for a playoff spot yeah. and, and, and make it interesting and maybe sneak into the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, but if they can string a few wins together, they'll be, they'll be in a, in a, in a good spot um, heading into that international break. Um, after this Saturday, only one match over the next month, right. They play, they play the Saturday, then they play the 29th and then they don't play again until June 19th. So that's a lot of time. Um, you know, it could be a good break for Minnesota United, or it could be, you know, depending on who goes out to international duty and how many games they miss, uh, could be not so great. So we'll see how it plays out, but you know, it's, it starts with one, you got to start somewhere. Right. So, uh, that's where we're at.
2: D- don't count out the loons um, don't count out the loons don't count out the loons um do, do you guys see the video yesterday like the ball went up into the stands and the guy like tried to throw it back D- do you see that no, no i didn't okay so i we got a twitter i i tweeted a clip of it it's on our Twitter it's oh a-
1: yeah it. okay I saw that yeah and he just failed. That,
2: that was so funny like, like
1: that, it, it didn't make it back to the ground is that you no, like, look out of right his now? hands
2: when he was trying to throw it back oh my god it like, dropped it was holding I can't share my screen. It like it. it's almost like you tried to roll it down the stairs and then it <laughs> hit the first stair and it came back. So like even if it worked, I don't know what he was doing. I I, I thought that was the funniest thing. Um that got me. That got oh, me.
1: I'm right. fascinated by how consistently the stands have become a narrative for Minnesota United matches this year. Yeah. yeah that, that Every game there's something.
0: You're not safe if you're in the if you're in the Wonderwall at Allianz Field, that's for sure. But uh, in any case, uh, we will take our first break here and we will come back and talk about two big announcements. One from the UPSL, one from the MPSL, both involving the national and regional tournaments that will be happening uh, post-regular season. We'll get into that after this. This episode of 10,000 Pitches is brought to you by our merch store, shop10kpitches.com. Whether you're a Mingo fan, Loon's fan general soccer fan, everything in between. There's something for you at shop10kpitches.com. And better yet, we have two new items dropping this weekend. The Just 10K Long Sleeve. Very nice, simple looking long sleeve. And also our DSC Stop Sign Long Sleeve, too. So if you want to shop those and more, just head to shop10kpitches.com. And if you're a listener of the podcast, you can save 20% on your first order just by using promo code POD, P-O-D at checkout. Use that code and you'll get 20% off your first order no matter what you buy at shop10kpitches.com. All right, we're back for part two of 10,000 Pitches. Joining us, of course,
2: Dominic Jose Bisonio uh, and
0: Ethan Brandt, Chief Good Vibes Officer, is here as well.
2: Dominic, I think what we should do here is take a moment for you to describe your uh, your Twitter your your Twitter profile pic.
1: Oh, Yeah. I haven't had anyone ask about that in a long time. Yeah, you holding the yellow card. That's an old picture. That's from twenty seventeen. It looks old.
2: You you got it. You're rocking a nice like a nice. Yeah, I was letting the, I was
1: letting my horrible facial hair go. That that's. Yeah, the,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't want to put an adjective on it. I'm glad you. Did. No,
1: I'm putting adjectives. I'm putting adjectives.
2: Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, so so what was going? And the, the lady behind
1: you looks very annoyed. <laughs> she looks, she looks you know. Crazy. I think I'm game. gonna look at it just to refresh my I think she wasn't annoyed, but she might have been annoyed.
2: It looks like she has been staring at the back of that yellow card the whole
1: game, and she has <laughs> oh, no. no, no, she's holding one too. Oh, she's holding one too. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's holding one too. Do you want me? Do you want me to explain it now? Yeah, yeah tell yeah. the story. Let's go. Okay, all this at the post credits. This, okay. no, this will
2: be the break, Jeremy. This will be the break. Maybe. This will be the Dominic story presented by Surfshark. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Editor's I've choice. But okay, let's do it. No, no, right. no, no. Come on. This has to be the break. This is the break. Yeah, go All ahead, right.
1: Dominic.
2: Also, oh. find the clip. It's really funny. It's on our Twitter. But what, you can like it, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Go I'm going to
1: look for it. After the show, I'll, I'm going to look for it. Okay. So, it's 2017. Um, uh, my dad and I went to several Minnesota United games that season. I think I went to 11 in total. Uh, and then, then then he and other members of my family went as well because he got season tickets. He yeah, got two season tickets that year. And we were in section 138. This is in TCF. And uh, behind us, like two or three rows up, there was a prominent Dark Clouds member that decided to, to sit there instead of the support. Though, well, it wasn't the Wonderwall at the time, I guess. But, you know, the, the supporter section. And he garnered a bit of a atmosphere in session 138 that was almost like our t- our own tiny little supporter section. session just in, like we had we would yell 138 sometimes there was a whole thing and someone wasn't him but someone got really into the you know the mood of the area like what well, you know being vo- vocal all this stuff and they brought a deck of yellow cards and they did you even they,
0: buy those
1: i think they ordered them custom because i think on one side it's not the side that actually it's you can see tiny lettering that's my finger i think that says 138 or section 138 it's gas and and, um and we all well not all but but whoever wanted them got them and we would do the thing where you know when you wanted to the ref to give the yellow you you did the yellow but then i don't remember who took this picture but we did a picture and at least some of us were under the impression we're supposed to be very serious during the picture because we're angry about the, the oh, car. Yeah, so, so that's why it's my face humbling. looks like that. And that's why the woman behind me's face looks like something's going on that she's not happy about. And I, <laughs> I swear she's holding one. I think the arm next to my arm is holding one too, I think. But it be, it was a whole thing, it was great. It was one of my favorite parts of that season was that we had like this little, this little, uh, like community system, but yeah, this little community in section 138 that, you know, we, we walk. I mean, Probably be nicer. We watched a lot of bad games of soccer that season. Um, and you know, but it was fun. We had this fun energy in that area that, uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I miss it. I miss it when I go to games yeah. of any team. I miss that
2: community. It looks awesome. I have, I have three things to say in, in, in to that. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. Uh, that's number one. Um, number two, um, I played a game when I was with the Duluth men's soccer club team at TCF. Oh, nice. Um, I think that was in 2018. Um, so, you know, I just like to toss that in anytime I get any out. To do it that, you know, roll, roll dogs, roll dogs. Um, <laughs> and, and I played at TCF. That's like, got to throw that in. Um, and then, basically and then, on
1: Minnesota United is what you're saying.
2: I I'm essentially on Minnesota United is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, there you go. Shout shout it. We went to a hockey game that night, like when we got back and um, they didn't say anything there. There was no announcement <laughs> over the PA speaker. Like, welcome. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, we're the, we're the men's club soccer. And you're just gonna We play a TCF and you're just going to leave us out to dry. Nothing.
0: Um, we will get to what's on tap in the world of lower league soccer and you know, all soccer in the area coming up. But um First, there were, there were two big announcements this week. Both the UPSL and the MPSL announced kind of the structures and how their uh, regional and national playoff systems are going to work this year. Uh, we are back with actual national playoffs, national tournaments, which is great. Um, it'll be great. It would be great exposure for any local club to actually go and play on that kind of stage. So um, we'll start off with the UPSL uh, and their national championship tournament is what they're calling it. Uh, it's a 32-team. National final tournament beginning July 10th. And it looks like the top two teams in the Midwest West Division will get an invite, will qualify. Um, and that will be actually determined not by the division playoffs, but by their regular season uh, standings, by where they finish in the regular season standings. So while, you know, the division championship, the the conference championship is determined by that playoff system, the entry into the national championship will be determined by where they finish in the regular season standings. Um, And those two clubs actually play each other in the opening round. And that will be determined, uh, like I said, by the regular season table. So um, two teams, they're going to play each other in the first round and uh, it'll be the top two teams in the table uh, in terms of where they finish, who who get invited to that tournament. So um, very interesting, kind of like almost like a March Madness-esque uh, tournament there for the UPSL. Obviously, they're regionalizing it as much as possible to limit travel, uh, but kind of kind of a cool concept there.
1: Yeah, I, I think the – because the NPSL, for instance, has had a similar model to that for a while where the, the top two and the North, for instance, make the playoffs usually play each other. I think that does provide – a really entertaining possibility that's very different than when you get, uh, from most soccer leagues around the world that don't have like a playoff system, Mm -hmm. because, uh, you, you see a lot at amateur level, you see it a lot at the professional level, even with like an MLS, often the supporters shield winner doesn't win the, doesn't win MLS cup or that sort of thing. Um, you see a lot teams that are good at knockout games yeah, and they just manage to make it work. Like, uh, 2018 Duluth FC won the, the Midwest, the regional title, the only North team to, to get to that so far, but Duluth finished second that season. They And the Minneapolis was way better that yep. season in regular play, regular season play. So, but they play each other. Uh, Duluth had to play one game before that they had to play uh, uh, a team from Michigan, but uh, then you play Minneapolis city, ended up doing a little better in the knockout setting, went to overtime or uh, added extra time. And suddenly you're playing Ann Arbor in the finals. So. Yeah. It, it does provide interesting interesting situations where maybe a team that just didn't quite click regular right season can still manage to get some interesting results
0: yeah i mean and that's kind of the the whole knockout structure a lot of these teams especially for the quote-unquote inferior team going into the match it's like hey we're gonna we're gonna park the bus and try to catch you on a counter and get that one goal and if you don't score on us we're gonna take you into, to extra time and hope for the best um, and so that's, I mean, that, that could be a good form. That could be a, a successful formula for some of these teams, but anyways, um, yeah, very cool. It'd be interesting to see which two teams out of the Midwest West division actually get in to the tournament. Um, obviously Vlora will be a favorite, um, MC two FC Minneapolis is right up there. Inner Minneapolis is doing well. Um, as we mentioned the whole, the whole division, I mean, Granite Granite city won their first match, but they didn't play this week. So it's, um. It's uh, that just totally threw me off. <laughs> I'm okay, back.
2: I lost I'm my back. train of thought. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. beyond uh, <laughs> <Yeah, I> me, <mean, laughs> I was just looking at my great tweets from Max. next thing I know, like, I don't know. Is that what
0: you're doing while we're talking here? Is checking yeah. <laughs> out
2: Twitter feed? I like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm putting out funny stuff that's a little bit different than everyone else, <laughs> but anyway, sorry, yeah, not to interrupt, anyways. All right. <laughs> This video of the guy throwing the ball just kills me. <laughs> I'm just watching it. Oh my gosh! I'm so happy that happened. Anyway, okay, let's let, let's let's move on. Lock it in, Jeremy. Here we go.
0: Yeah. So then you have Granite City, who uh, hasn't uh, hasn't played two matches. They only played one. They won their first match. So, like we said, it's 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 an open conference at this point. At least it looks like. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, As we get down to it, which two clubs actually make that UPSL national championship tournament, Uh, the NPSL um, announced their regional and national playoff structure. Um, And in the Midwest, uh, in the North conference, or excuse me, the Midwest conference as a whole, I should say, two teams from each division will make the regional playoff with seeding based on season win percentage, uh, because you have three different divisions there. Not every team in the division are going to play the same amount of games. So going by the point totals would be a, a little uh, imbalanced. So actually going by season win percentage. Um, division champs will make up the top three seeds while division runners up will make up four through six. And the top two seeds are actually going to earn a buy into the semifinals. Um, and then the winner of each regional playoff, which there are four regional playoffs, uh, will advance to a four-team national playoff. So a little bit different than what the UPSL is doing. Uh, but still, uh, like I said, it's just great to kind of have this stuff back to look forward to, to be honest. It's, it's, it's cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And something to for to, from a Minnesota perspective to really look into for the playoffs this time around is historically in, the, in the NPSL uh, Midwest, the Michigan clubs have had an immensely powerful hold Detroit city, AFC and Arbor, um, Kalamazoo and a bunch of other teams. Um, so the fact that Grand Rapids, also honorable mention, uh, the fact that a lot of those clubs are no longer in contention because they've either gone pro or they've gone to USL League 2, uh, I think you're going to see some really interesting things happen even with hosting rights and all that kind of stuff. Because the playoffs almost always are in Michigan because the teams over the Detroit City and, and AFC Ann Arbor, they're just so good that they always kind of you know figure out a way to get all that. Um, I don't think Duluth's ever held anything other than a quarter final for, uh, playoffs and Minneapolis, I believe it's a similar situation. So it'll be interesting to see if, if all that plays into Minnesota's hands, maybe we get a little more playoff soccer in the state.
0: We can, we can only hope, can only uh, hope. at that point. All right, that was a quick segment, but we will come back after this quick break and talk about what's on tap in the world of lower league soccer. Obviously, in PSL North, well underway. Uh, same with the UPSL opening weekend this weekend for the uh, Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League, Wapasal. So we'll talk about that. Uh, plenty to get to in terms of what's coming up in the world of lower league and uh, just uh, all the soccer happening in the area right after this. But first, let me tell you about our newest sponsor, Surfshark VPN. Protecting your online data and information, especially in a COVID or post-COVID era, is more important now than it has ever been. Hackers, fishers, email spammers, they are absolutely licking their chops right now because things like remote work and overall more time spent online means more victims. Don't let that be you. Surfshark VPN protects your online data so you can browse and work with the peace of mind, knowing that you're doing so safely and securely. Surfshark has a super fast connection so your online experience will be uninterrupted and if you look at any tech magazine or online resource, Surfshark consistently in the top two or top three and their price blows their competitors absolutely out of the water. Right now, you can get two years of full Surfshark VPN service on unlimited devices for just $2.49 per month. That's $2.49 per month. Month You will not find a better deal than this. Just visit surfshark.deals slash 10K. That's surfshark, S-U-R-F-S-H-A-R-K dot deals, D-E-A-L-S slash the number 10 K, 10K, one zero K. And you'll get that Surfshark VPN for just 249 dollars per month. Thank you so much to Surfshark for sponsoring 10,000 pitches. And as always, I implore you, I ask you, please support the great companies and businesses that support 10 K. We are back for the third and final uh, section here of the uh, 10,000 pitches podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Dominic Jose Pisonio and Ethan Brand, both with me here. And we're going to talk about what's on tap. A lot of soccer coming up. I think this is the weekend where we get, we get every, every local league back in action Um NPSL in their second weekend, UPSL in their third weekend, uh, the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League in its second weekend, and then the debut weekend for the uh, Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League. So uh, we'll get right to it. Here we got three matches coming up this weekend in the NPSL North. We got Minneapolis City hosting Dakota Fusion for their opener at Ador Nelson Field. Uh, got Med City FC and Sioux Falls uh, down in Rochester, and then Joy Athletic at home once again against LC Harris. Um, obviously. With the results from the first weekend, this looks like a good opportunity for both Minneapolis City and Joy Athletic to sort of add three more points to their total and and keep the good vibe <laughs> and keep it going for them.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, look, at this level, there's so many strange factors and so many surprises that can that can await you in every week of results that I'm I'm gonna keep my mind open to what happens when when Med City play for the first time of the season and when when Eris play for the first time this season. But obviously, how things went the first week, how things went previous seasons, we have certain expectations. But um, I don't know. Again, I thought Dakota's defense looked real not great against Joy. Maybe Eris marked that situation better. Maybe that changes everything. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's to be determined. So.
0: Definitely. Um, so that Minneapolis city Dakota, Dakota fusion match happening Friday at 7 PM at eight Nelson field. Um, Saturday at six 45 down in Rochester is the med city FC Sioux falls match. And then seven o'clock over in St. Louis park on Saturday is where you'll find joy athletic and LC Aris, uh, moving on to the UPSL four matches happening in the North division or what we call it the North division, uh, coming up this weekend. Um, Personally, I have my eye on FC Minneapolis and Minneapolis City Two, the Minneapolis Derby or Derby, however you want to say it. Uh, that's at S- Sunday at 5 p.m. over at Osseo High School, um, and this is these are two teams who could really use a win to sort of keep themselves, uh, you know, in or near the top of the table. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um, definitely, I, when I want to look at this match, I can't necessarily, uh, you know, make a make a prediction on this. This to me could go either way.
1: Yeah, like we were saying, I mean, this whole conference seems so wide open. And obviously, C- City will like to probably improve how their season's starting. But FC Minneapolis haven't started too bad. I'm also looking at Brooklyn Knights, Rochester. You know, Rochester, as I I think I mentioned earlier, were one of the better teams 2019. Um, but not looking great so far. Yeah, two Season.
0: losses to start the year. Brooklyn Knights actually yeah. at the top of the table uh, along with Inter and uh, – can't remember who the third team is. Uh, uh,
1: FC Minneapolis.
0: FC Minneapolis, yeah. Along yeah. with Inter and FC Minneapolis there. So, um, you know, you have the top versus the bottom, but uh, Rochester FC does have the pedigree. So we'll see if they can yeah. claw themselves out of the hole or, or if Brooklyn keeps uh, keeps their positive season going. Uh, going forward, uh, another notable one. I uh, just want to look at Inter and in Granite City. That's Sunday at 7 p.m. at Bob Pate Stadium. I'm actually going to be uh, again doing uh, play-by-play for uh, for the back on uh, the call.
2: The back stream. on the call, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll be on the call. Did uh, did you get a media pass? Did they? No, no, no media pass. I didn't. I, I haven't Rob... demanded one yet. I saw Rob got a media pass from Ford Madison. Yeah. It was a cool one. It was, that was like, that was peak media path. That was sick. Yeah, I, uh, I know.
0: I, I, need, I need to go down there and get one. I need to go all the way to Madison just to get myself a media pass so I can have I, it.
2: I think so. Um, all right. Yeah, Jeremy, back on the call. Yeah, you know, doing big things, doing big things.
0: <laughs> all right, let's move on. The uh, Wapassel, the Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League. It is their opening weekend. Three matches on Sunday. Um, obviously, the big one is uh, Lobos and Bateau FC, uh, last season's champ in Bateau against the runner-up in Lobos. Um, The coach's poll actually came out. uh, They had Bateau FC finishing third and Lobos actually winning the conference. Um, During our prediction special, um, I had Lobos uh, winning uh, the, the league and Bateau coming in second. Um, Ethan had that switch with Pateau finishing one and Lobos finishing two. Um, How do you think the top of what is going to shake out this year, Dominic?
1: I think those two teams are definitely going to be the ones like with the best chance. Um, Hayward seem really sure that they're going to not, you know, finish mid table anymore. They, I mean, I, I see a lot of motivation out of them. Uh, And of course they have the rebrand kind of keeping momentum. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to rule them out. uh, And I know in the, in the, the coach's poll, I believe Baron was third. Second. Baron like... was second, but. Oh, third. they were second. Oh they yeah, yeah, Right. But was third. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who wins out of Baron and Hayward. You, you might see a start of a run out of whoever wins that one. If someone wins it. Um, but Lobos look really good to me. So I, I, I don't disagree with how the coaches poll went. Um,
2: I, uh, all I have to say is, you know, win, win lose, or draw. Bateau's got some great merch over at, uh, Um, and also, uh, good friend of the pod, Josh, uh, is the official, uh, head coach over at, uh, yes, Josh
0: Ramped. uh, officially named the head coach today on Thursday. Uh, I shot him a text, let him know I was, uh, I was happy for him. I congratulated him. Uh, he seems ready to take on the challenge. So, um, cool. not easy stepping into that role as head coach of the defending champs. So we'll yeah, see how he, how he does.
2: When, uh, when I played with uh, Bateau in the fall, um, they, um, Josh was kind of like the coach, and uh, I thought he was great. Um, and I'm not just saying that because they got great merch. Um, I actually <laughs> thought, he, I thought he did a great job, but they do have great merch as well. Jared, you can't see this because it's audio, but Jeremy's wearing it. and uh, I'm wearing Jeremy my
0: 715 is- long sleeve, which you can get at BateauFCshop.com.
2: Use code POD for 10% off your first 10% order. 10% off
0: your first order.
2: Just use as that code. It's a, it's a simple code, P-O-D.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, and as you mentioned, Dominic, actually, that's another notable match in Wapassel, Baron and Hayward um, over at Birch Street uh, Field. That's, uh, that's a Sunday at 6. That big lobos Bateau FC match happening at Merrill High School Sunday at 2 o'clock. So two of the four matches happening this weekend. Um, just a quick note. FC Minimo and St. Croix Valley were both supposed to play different opponents uh, on Sunday. They actually, the schedule had to be switched around. That mat, They're now going to play each other for their first match, and that is now going to be happening next Saturday, May 22nd. So just a quick um, aside there regarding the scheduling. So three matches on Sunday and then one match next Saturday to kick off uh, Um And then moving on to the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League, Um, we have five matches happening this weekend. Um, I believe they're all on Sunday. Yeah. So um a lot of uh a lot of competition happening in the MASL. You have Vlora, uh Vlora two taking on FC Minnesota, Fire SC taking on Dynamo FC St. Cloud. Um just a little bit of spoiler, we may have uh, somebody from Dynamo on a future episode of 10,000 Pitches. So um, they are a club I've definitely wanted to have. I've just been very, very impressed with the way that they branded themselves and the way they carry themselves from a a branding standpoint being, you know, in in the MASL, you know, you're not talking about an MPSL team, a UPSL team, a Midwest Premier League team, you know, not too many people at that level have that kind of online presence. So I'm definitely excited to talk to them about kind of how they were able to do so at that level and uh, you know, kind of everything going on with them. So very excited about that. Um, again, that's all happening on Sunday. Uh, Dominic, any thoughts takes on uh, on the MASL, at least in division one.
1: For this weekend, I I'm definitely interested to see how spam respond to that opening loss. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a club that has a lot of strong mentality behind it, a strong will uh, a lot of strong merch uh so you know it'll be interesting to see didn't go well first week what do you do week two that sort of how you react to those sorts of situations is often what makes your breaks you know definitely run so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they respond
0: All right, moving on now to what's happening in the uh, professional soccer realm this weekend. Uh, As we mentioned, Ford Madison, their season opener at Breeze Stevens on Saturday against North Carolina FC, that's at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus, and then Minnesota United hosts FC Dallas at Allianz Field Saturday, um, that's at 7 p.m. as well. Notable, uh, something of note on that Minnesota United match could be their last home match with attendance restrictions. Because they're on the road for their next two after that. And so they're not home again after this weekend until June 23rd. And that is well into, I believe actually Governor Walls just recently announced that um, there are no needed, you know, there are no mandates now on attendance restrictions for uh, these type of sporting events. And so, um, obviously, these these home matches happened in such quick succession that it really they weren't able to logistically come up with a process or expand their process. Where Minnesota United, because you're talking about you know hiring a bunch of people back you know, from, from security to concession stands, to the merch, to vendors it's, you know, it's, it's a big process. So with that much time off, I would fully expect um, that that Minnesota United will probably be at full capacity for that June 23rd match. And we've had actually season ticket holders say that their reps are calling them and telling them that they're going to be at full capacity for that June 23rd match. So just something of note there, but um, yeah, it'll be, I mean, that's what Minnesota United needs, too. Alex and I talked about this on post loans last night. Like, if Minnesota is going to crawl out of this ditch that they're in, Allianz Field has to be the fortress that it has been over these last couple seasons, uh, or at least in 2019 when they had people there. So um, definitely going to be huge for them if they can get back to uh, having full capacity there.
1: I'm really interested to see how that game against Dallas goes because in many ways, Dallas's season has started – in a similar way to Minnesota's in the sense that there's been a lot of problems, a lot of players not matching, a lot of players leaving, but Dallas have just gotten the points along the way. Yeah, uh, I think they have five from four, uh, four games. So yeah, that's going to be a really interesting matchup just to see who's getting out of their woes easier. I mean, Dallas is already getting out of their woes easier, but to see if Minnesota could catch up to them, obviously they would, they would pass them if they got a win. So
0: definitely. That's uh, again, Saturday night. Don't forget post loons after the match presented by 9th Street Soccer and Coffee over on the 10K Twitter and YouTube channels. Um, shout out to 9th Street, actually. They got another event happening on Saturday where uh, they have Marty's Deli coming back. Um, very uh, good reviews of Marty's Deli the first time they were at 9th Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, so if you're looking for some good, uh, some good food, and some good times over at ninth street head over there on saturday because that's going to be fun i think that's like around lunchtime is when that's happening so
2: also uh i, I saw ope running is coming and i think yeah so that's free... the event
0: actually it's uh it's a running oh, I don't know, like a seminar but um like a seminar it, it is like a seminar okay
2: i think it's like a sem- yeah it's like a it's like a class it's like a free class um to to kind of dive into running and um but, uh, but no, I, it seems like uh, you know Ninth Street Talking Coffee continues to rev up. Um, continues to add different things. They were yep. they are streaming, uh, I think, like a Premier League game the other day. So, yep. um, and, and obviously, yeah, the still the coffee's coming uh, this year. A lot of exciting stuff over there. Definitely,
0: Dominic. When are you gonna get uh, down here to the cities,
1: and we can go we can go to Ninth Street together? I have no idea, but I hope it happens soon. Obviously, there's some positive stuff going on with, uh, you know mandates and whatnot. So I yeah. I I have over the so many recent months, I have been to the Twin Cities, but only to visit a very select family and you know fair enough. So Understood. but um but yes, hopefully soon well hopefully soon I can see a Minnesota United in game life. But uh yes. hopefully soon I can get back and, and interact with all my online friends. <laughs> not, not to get too personal, but are you fully vaccinated? I am for, for related to my job. I got it quite early actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. I am still awaiting. Um, I believe, uh, so this Friday will be seven days since shot two. So I got another week and then I'm good to go. So I'll be excited to actually get out and about, hit up some breweries, start, you know, living somewhat normal life again.
2: That'll be great. Ethan, you're full, you're fully vaxxed, right? No, I'm still half. sitting, Sitting at half. Um, Second dose, uh, like later this month. Um, okay, and yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to I'm ready to go um, and and sit at a Starbucks, um, and 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 just sit there and just just you sit know, there. Smell. That's all you gonna do? Now all stuff, the things you could do,
0: being fully vaccinated. You're just gonna go sit at Starbucks.
2: Well, well, it's not all I'm gonna do, but it, it's one of those things, you know, that like. I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I feel, I feel productive there. I feel like, you know, um, also, you know, part of me is ready to go back to like Dave and Buster's, you know, and like Dave and Buster's equivalents and like, never been to a Dave and Buster's in my life. Actually, no, I take that back. I've been to one. Like shoot some skee-ball with the fellas. Um, maybe, I don't know, like play like Galaga on like a, you know, a 72 inch screen because like they have that now. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready for our caves, I guess. All
0: right. Well, I'm glad we all have uh, dove deep into what we're going to do once we're <laughs> vaccinated. Ethan, yours is a little out there, but uh, you know what? That's okay. Teach okay. his own. Teach his own.
2: So, um, Michael Boxel just made his 100th appearance for MNUFC. Um, and in their press release, written by Casey Kobakoff, they said, She said, if you're reading this, please take a moment to put your hands together for Michael Boxel." So what is something that we've done about a hundred, what is something in your personal life that you think you've done about a hundred times that you deserve an applause for? Um, We're going to draft, we're going to draft our answers. We're each going to get two picks. Um, I randomly did the draft order um, and Dominic. You're first, Jeremy. You're second. I'm third. So we're each going to take something that we do that we're good at, and we deserve applause for because we're so good at it. And then we each get one bad pick of something that everyone can seems to be able to do, but you just cannot do it or can't remember how to do it. So Dominic, you're up first.
1: And, and I say all oh, three. No, you you get. Oh, your first, sorry. Get one your at a time. Pick. So we're like gotcha. snake,
0: snake draft style.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so for three years at college, I worked as a custodian. So I was basically a professional janitor for a while. And part of that, of course, is changing garbage bags. And a lot of times, garbage bags or garbage bins are not sized properly to garbage bags. So you have to tie a knot on them. Of course. And I got partly because the guy I worked with, I had a full-time employee that I worked with, was incredibly good at this. I got very good at being able to look at any kind of bin and knowing how much. I had to tie the bag first time. Like I could just measure it in my head. That, so that's my that is awesome.
2: That's, so can you like take a grocery bag and put it in any given bin and and make it fit like pretty well?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, any bag, you know, whether it's like those right, right. garbage bags or a plastic, yeah, I, I, I got pretty good at making that. I mean, if it's too small, it's too small, but I got pretty good at, at making that work, yeah.
2: That, that that's a super underrated skill to have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We're, we're all in there. All right. Yeah. Jeremy, you're up next. All
0: right. So my first one is, um, I've probably done this at least a hundred times. Um, I have cleaned up cat puke without vomiting myself. Oh, and I think I should be praised for that.
2: All right. That, that took it, that, that went in a direction. Do, do, do your cats <laughs> puke a lot?
0: You know, they're, I don't know. They're, they're like, they love. They're like dogs. They like eating like stuff we drop off the table. Okay. And I'm a very messy eater, so it happens to me a lot. But they don't digest human food very well, if at all. So, <laughs> yeah. So it happened it happens, not super often, but often enough where I've probably done it a hundred times.
2: Uh, okay. That um that was gross. To, to put it to put it uh, that was. But hey, that it's a good skill to have. Thank you. Cat- That that's gross. Um, All right, so my number one pick, um, something that I've done, I've done a ton. I'm good at it. um, Is navigating any given Taco Bell drive-through. You know that is that that includes you know getting in the line, knowing what you're ordering, um, having that default ready in case the line's moving quick you know, navigating the attitude of the person on the other end of the speaker to <laughs> place your order in an effective manner and then paying and leaving quickly. Um, that's something I've done a lot and and I, and I think I'm really good at it. Um, and that's
1: my number one overall pick.
0: Congratulations.
1: A strong Thanks. pick. A strong Dominic. Pick. All right. Pick two. All right. So unfortunately something's happening here and almost all of our pits have to do with trash or cleaning up so uh my second one believe it or not actually goes back to trash bags in a way but not putting them on i in my apartment we have like a a dumpster you know the big rectangular dumpster where you put your trash and often when i take my trash when i'm like going to work or whatever so my hands are full of other stuff and so i i can't quite move things around the way I want. So I've gone very good at, like, lifting the lid on the thing with, you know, whatever my hand, my shoulder, or not my shoulder, my elbow, or part of my arm, and then, like, swinging the garbage bag up over it, because, you know, I mean, it's full if you're... Oh, getting, really, yeah, you gotta right. Yeah, you got to get a
2: woman come behind it.
1: And then, and I think I should have been in track and done one of the, you know, throwing things. Yeah, but, the big,
2: the, like, you spin and you throw the rock or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. that one, yeah. Um, I, I, no one... Thinks that it's important that I'm good at that, but every time I do it, I like to think that I won something in an yeah. athletic competition. So,
2: do you always get a little nervous, like about like any garbage on the lid, and then it's like on your elbow, like or your shoulder? Yeah. Well,
1: oh, I I I I put a lot of attention into scanning because we have squirrels up here. Squirrels are the rats, so we have squirrels that like dead in our dumpster and they climb up on top and they. So I I always try to scan for any but okay. I, I'm usually pretty good about it.
2: Yeah, that, that's a good one. Okay, double garbage picks. Um, Jeremy, you're up. <laughs>
0: uh, my second pick is, uh, is not as gross as my first pick. Uh, I promise. Um, I have probably made a five-star breakfast at least a, a, a lot more than 100 times. I'm like, I'm like weirdly good at making breakfast food. I'm not necessarily like a good cook overall, but I have breakfast food. Like maybe it's because I love breakfast food so much. But I have breakfast food just down, whether it's pancakes, okay. eggs, bacon, sausage, hash browns, everything in between. I got it down.
2: That that that's a good one. That that's that's important to know, I guess. What what's the what's the J ball special? Like what's what? So what's usually like the, what's the on power Saturdays
0: food? or Sundays we'll do like. Uh, chocolate chip blueberry pancakes for the kids yeah and then uh then the fiance just does the blueberries um and then uh i don't know just just scrambled eggs um sometimes i do like a scramble where i'll put the eggs and then mix the bacon and the sausage with it a little cheese on top oh yeah pepper garlic powder mix it all together a plus
2: all right yeah okay good one yeah that's a lot better than your first one Thank that that <laughs> felt like a that felt like a number one overall. Um, I uh, that that um, my my second pick was gonna be making peanut butter and jelly, but we'll we'll toss that in the making food category. So I lost that. Um, so my second pick then related to food is the coffee creamer ratio mm. into the cup of joe. I, I think I've got that that down, you know, and, and I use a variety of K-Cups. We're looking at Dunkin', we're looking at Caribou, and each of those have different flavors, different, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, strength of, of coffee, so, you know, getting that ratio right every time, I, I, I got it down. Um, every time, never mess up.
0: Now, do so, you have to, like do you pour it in? Like, are you like super like conservative at first? Like you only pour a little bit in cause you don't want to go too far. And then you just kind of inch it like drip, drip, drop it in until you, until you get it just right. Or do you just kind of just go for it? It always works out.
2: I, I just go for it and I get it every time, every time. Um, Congratulations. And, and yeah, that's kind of my, you know, that's my hundredth appearance right there. It's my number two pick.
1: Sounds like um, a two. You need to open a breakfast place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we We could do numbers um but anyways okay third and final pick we're doing uh things we're bad at that we shouldn't be bad at because we've
1: done it a lot yeah i'm pretty disappointed about mine and it actually popped in my head almost I, I needed a second to think about the prompt but then almost immediately it popped in you know on a on a sock there's their socks are usually designed to have a heel and a top whether it's yeah. visual or just the way it's sewn you know there's always that sort of
2: yeah it's very I, obvious
1: I don't know it is very obvious which is why this is very sad. I don't know why but I just I just never get it correct. And I constantly put on socks and I realize the heel part is on my, you know, on the top of my ankle or whatever and it's uncomfortable and it happens every time and it for years and now often I just let it happen and I like go to work <laughs> with weird feeling feet. Wow. And it, I I I don't understand. I know it's a problem every time I'm about to do it. And it's just every time I look down and I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not how socks work, but
2: yeah. That, that's, wow. ter- that's a
1: bad thing to be bad at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is something you do every, every single day. Sometimes yeah. multiple times a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So what you're saying is I have a winner. It sounds like what you're saying is yeah, I have a winner. I mean,
0: that might be the winner of the bad <laughs> category. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: It's- all right yeah yeah jeremy take us away
0: um i am extremely bad at any even the most basic like home maintenance oh so example was yesterday i'm working and then all of a sudden every light and every outlet in the corner of the basement where i work just went out all at the same time so like a few uh we like you know one of the circuits tripped or something like that and so, like, I go outside to like the circuit breaker, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm just staring at it for like probably ten minutes, just like I have no idea what to do here, none. So then I go ask my fiance, I'm like, Ash, hey, you know, something went wrong downstairs, like the couple of lights went off. I'm not sure what happened. She goes, Oh, okay, I'll be right back. She goes, uh, She goes upstairs. Two seconds later, everything's back on. Comes downstairs, good to go. And I was like, "Wow!" And I was like, "What'd you do?" She goes, "Oh, there's a little button in the bath in our bathroom. You push that and it resets that resets everything." I was like, "And it, it's right next to my side of the bathroom where my mirror is. So I have literally looked at that particular button every single day, and not even thought about what it is or what it does."
2: And you know, yeah, I'll I'll give you. That's tough. I I that that's difficult. Like I thought you were gonna say like hanging a shower curtain. <laughs> um
0: No, hanging shelves I'm bad at.
2: Hanging shelves it's tough. You got to find studs and like make them straight. whatever it's tough. Um, okay, the the thing I'm bad at that that you know you do a lot is reading clocks that like aren't digital. Like they got the the tick the the hands. They got hands. Now are you
0: talking about the ones with with the actual numbers on them or not? Or even with or are you talking like without the numbers?
2: yeah it, yeah with, with the, it's the ones that are circle with like the the the, the things that go around like okay you know what i'm talking yeah, like with yeah. the hands what, on them yeah yeah, the, what, yeah what are the the those called
1: it's like the actual the, clocks actual clocks, clocks yeah. forever up until like a little while ago basically
2: yeah clocks forever yeah <laughs> the, the like big ben like the big ben clock yeah um i no con like no concept how to read those the, the short hand the long hand gets me every time and then and then when people start Thrown around like like a quarter past seven, like you know, mm-hmm. ten past eight, or maybe, that one's actually easy. But like you know, a quarter to, a quarter from, pff, no no idea what's going on, um, <laughs> and and yeah, I can't I can't read clocks to save my life. I need the I need the numbers, to need the digital, um, yeah, I need digital, um, but yeah, and and that's our that's that's our Michael Boxel 100th appearance. Uh, we've all, we all do things draft. Um, I, I think I'm going to clean up guys. Like I'm um, the graphic. I'm I'm cleaning up. I just want yeah. you guys to know that, but um, great. there's no, there's like my stuff's a lot more relatable. That's what I meant. Like I'm, I'm smoking you guys. Very confident.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe more people enjoy the cat puke thing than you think. We'll see. <laughs> I mean. I
2: don't know. I'm not putting that <laughs> on a graphic though. I'm just going to put a cat okay just just see you. it's not going up but anyways
0: all right Dominic Jose Bizonio, thank you so much for joining us this week on 10,000 pages I'm sure uh this will not be the uh the last time we have you on to talk uh everything going on uh in lo- lower league and uh local upper midwestern soccer I hope you had a good time uh what tell the people what's going on uh with uh food Bay English and uh what else you have coming down the pipeline
1: yeah, so first off, thank you for having me. It's been great. Um, yeah, so you can check out Futve English. That's F-U-T-V-E English. So two E's next to each other. Sometimes people get that confused. Um, on Twitter, that's the handle. Uh, and, uh, you know, every day there's something. That the Venezuelan domestic league has a similar um, summer season to MLS. So there's, there's games happening constantly. Uh, And also there's Venezuelan teams in the Copa Libertadores and Sudamericana, which are the champions in Europa League comparison, um, equals, whatever, in South America. So we're doing a lot there. Uh, And if you're an MLS fan, we also regularly have MLS-related stuff. Today we posted, uh, we looked at the salary guide and posted like the top 10 um, ranked uh, earners, Venezuelan earners in MLS. Joseph Martinez is the first. Uh, So, yep, check that out. My Twitter is DJ Bisonio, B-I-S-O-G-N-O. And, uh, yeah, just tweeting about uh, lower league soccer, especially now that it's gearing back up, tweeting a lot about Venezuelan soccer and uh, a little bit of Minnesota United, so.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, Dom, is great to have you. Ethan, a pleasure as always. Take it easy, buddy, okay?
2: Yeah, it's great. great to be back. And, you know, everyone, have a good weekend.
0: All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Stimulus Athletic, Night Street Soccer and Coffee, Surfshark VPN. Uh, and of course, I know I already said it, but can't thank you listeners enough for tuning in. We will catch you up for post loon Saturday nights and then back with a new episode of 10K next Friday. Until then, have a good one.
2: To guess how many Air Bud films were filmed in Vancouver. Okay? You guys each get a guess. where they just played Vancouver last night. Um and I found the list on Wikipedia. So each of you guys get a guess.
1: Can I know how many Airbud movies there are total? I don't think I know that at the top of I
2: don't think I know that either. So that that's I don't think the people that people who
1: make the movies know that at the top of their head. All right. Jeremy you go first as I'm Yeah
2: Jeremy give us a number.
1: I don't know. I feel like Ethan could be like tricking me here, so I'm just, just for the heck of it, I'm gonna go zero. Okay. You know, that's a that's you could be right. My one thought is I know a lot of movies film in Vancouver. Ton of movies in
2: Vancouver. I tweeted out the list last night. Got terrible interaction, but I'm glad I did it.
1: (laughs) Apparently, Vancouver looks like every other city. What was that? Well, apparently, Vancouver looks like every other city. Oh so, yeah, it's a
2: great it's a great filming spot uh, yeah. for a variety of reasons, and one of them you just listed. But how many AirBuds filmed in Vancouver?
1: Um, I'm yeah, I'm afraid it's either none of them or all of them. But I'm gonna guess five. You were close.
2: Four AirBud. <sighs> Here we go. AirBud Golden Retriever. AirBud Seventh Inning Fetch. AirBud Spikes Back. AirBuds World Pup.
0: Classics. So all of all like the primarily outdoor Arabud movies. Uh, yeah, I get. I I guess, I, I, I guess there's like yeah. a basketball one too, and there's oh, like a you okay. know a couple indoor sport ones that maybe you wouldn't need the scenery as much, but. Mm-hmm.